Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Leafs Podcast. My name is Leon. We got Bryce. What's up? We got Ethan. What's going on? And as always, we got Andrew. Hello. Yes. So uh, we've missed a few games, a bit longer than normal, but uh, get right ahead with game three uh, at Montreal, the 2-1 win. Goals coming from Nylander and uh, our favorite defenseman, good old Morgan Riley. <laughs> Yeah, good defensive performance. Team defensive performance. Campbell played well. Yeah, good game. Good game. Yeah, uh, nothing, nothing too much really. I don't think here. No. Um, surprised when Mo got that goal though. Wasn't ready yeah. to see him go. On. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he's actually he's impressed me this series. He's been a lot better than he was in the regular season. So yeah, I agree. He's very like he he's a guy that needed to step up. Same with Nylander, and they both stepped up. So uh, I, I like what I've seen from both of them. And I, I don't, I don't really think, think I don't I don't really think Nylander had to step up. I think I, he, I think he had did. to step up, like not in the sense like he needed to play better than he was. Sorry, yeah, in 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 the absence of John Tavares. Yeah, yes. in the John yeah, Tavares. Okay, sorry, yeah, my bad. No, that's all good. Um, so I don't know. I guess let's get in the leaf of the game. I guess. Yeah. Um, you guys want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I- I'll go first. So there's plenty of games where I can say Nealers, uh, my my uh, my guy, and I usually go Nealander, but. I just like how he's been playing. I'm guaranteed next game I'll probably say Nylander. So this one I'm gonna go Morgan Riley because that's the fact that I think he stepped it up this series. So I I really like how he's been playing. So I'm going Riley. Nice. I'll, I'll go next. Um, so this is the game where I'm gonna I'm gonna take Nylander. I mean, you could take him for any of the first four games of the series. I'm gonna take him for this game. I liked how he played. I liked the goal that he scored. Um. And he's been big all series, so he has to get it at least in one of the games, and this is the game I'm going to give it to him. Um, I'll hold the next, I guess. I'll uh, go a bit off the board here. Uh, I know I don't really have a lot of nice things to say about uh, Morgan Riley. You know, I dump on him a lot. But, um, yeah, you know what? Today I'll go with, I'll go with Mo. I mean, uh, big goal, big uh, tiebreaker, game-winning goal, in fact. But, um, yeah, I'll go Mo. Nice. For this game, I'll, I'll, I'll too go with Morgan Riley for this one. I do like the defenseman goal, so I'm going to give it to him for this one. All right. And as quickly as we start, we finish. We'll go on to game four, uh, a 4 nothing win. Soupy shutout. Goals coming from Nylander Spezza. Good old Jumbo Joe and Alex <laughs> Galchenyuk with the empty netter. And the defense was even more impressive in this game, in my opinion, because... I mean, they got outshot 14 to two, I think, in game three in the third period. And they, the chances were a lot higher quality. I mean, they still got outshot heavily in, in, in this game. In game four, they got outshot, I think, uh, 16 to four, I believe, in the third period. And so, but all of those shots, none of those shots seemed dangerous, right? Um, there was never concern that, uh, I, that I had that. Uh, Montreal was going to score it all. Like all their chances were pretty low danger. So I was impressed with the way the team defense was and the way Jack Campbell played as well in that game. Yeah, I mean, Jack, uh, Jack Campbell played great that game. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, uh, just, I, I was like 
really, really impressed with how Galchenyuk played that game. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he played really well. In my sure, opinion. Yeah. Yes. That whole line was was great. I mean, yeah, Kerfoot, Galch, Willie, and Kerfoot's, I, I saw the Kerfoot's been like insane. Oh, yeah. this year. sorry Kerf, to cut Kerf, off their yeah. quarter, but. Kerfoot's yeah, been like, playing well. I'm very, very impressed with him so far. That he yeah. uh, jumped up in a role where Tavares would be the guy, but he's playing very well. Very impressed. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like that whole line, like especially, like yeah, even like you guys said, like with Kerfoot, like a couple of you guys. I'm not like trying to like brag, but like I had him in my starting lineup, and it still was the point of like is Kerfoot going to be in the opening lineup in game one, right? Like, yeah, it was valid to say that he wasn't going to be in the lineup, but I thought he could do something and he has shown it. And obviously like uh, his regular season was okay, but, and he, but he's been great. Like, I think he has five points already. I don't know if he had a point last night. So if he did his point totals increased, but I know he had at least five points heading into last game. So, and he was leading point getter on the Leafs. He's been pretty solid, but that whole line, Gouch, Willie, and Kerfoot really stepped up. And the point I saw made was they were out with the empty net defending the lead. Like Willie yeah. is not usually used in those situations. And they Sheldon Keefe had confidence with that line being out there to hold the lead. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I'm not going to go into the next game in overtime, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Things did change. So I'll. Uh, do you Sorry, think Kerfoot's playing better because he's worried about being taken in the expansion draft? Like, do you think that's a possibility? Well, I mean, the fact that he is playing better is the chance that he's probably going to get taken in the expansion draft. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think before, but now that he's playing better, he might now. So I, I, I wouldn't have protected uh, Kerfoot anyways. No, you're not protecting. You do, you're doing four forwards and four G, and one goalie. Yeah, I don't know if that's a factor in like him playing well. I think he, I think he's always had this potential to play well. This isn't like unexpected. It's surprising in a sense, but I we always knew that he had this capability to play a good a good style, and that's why he was included in the Kadri trade because they saw some value within there playing center, and there's use him as center depth. So uh, before we get into leave the game, there are two things actually reported. The shots on goal in the third period were fourteen to four. Oh, uh, 14, perhaps. Right. So pretty close, but yeah, yeah. just uh, confirm that for you. And I'm going to pose a question to you guys here. What happens when when uh, when Felino comes back? What's that second line going to look like? Is it going to be um, Gouch, Felino, Nylander, or is it going to be Felino, Kerfoot, Nylander? Um, I think Kerfoot's been playing uh, so well on that line that they can't uh, change up and mm-hmm. Felino has played third line like he he's like the only way reason why he was like first line because Kerfoot wasn't like really like what he's playing now Felino does have that offensive ability but Felino is also very good defensively and he just go put on a th- uh, shutdown line on the third line so I think they're definitely going to put him on the third line that that's that's a good question. I'm gonna go with they move Kerfoot back to the third line. Uh, I don't think they they're gonna move Galch to the third line because I just feel like if he's in there, he's usually gonna be in the top six. They don't see him as like a bottom six player. Uh, but yeah, so I say Felino. Uh, the the line of Felino, uh, Nylander, and Galch is what they will go with once Felino returns. Yeah, that's uh, what I got to. I heard it, and I, I've, I'm in a couple of uh, group chats there on Instagram. I heard it both ways go, but um, 
yeah, I'd probably move Kerfoot down to the third. Yeah, I, I don't think there's there. any option that Galch has moved to the third line. He's either in the top six or not. Sorry to yeah. cut you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, to leave the game. Do you want me to go first? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah you go first. Um... <sighs> Okay, no, I actually should have thought about this a little bit here. No, right. actually, no. Okay, I'll, I'll go with probably what the consensus is. I'll go with uh, Alex Galchenia. Two yeah. amazing passes, finished it off with the empty netter. Um, overall, great that game. Uh, you're finding a lot of chemistry on that second line with Willie, Gals, and Kerfoot. Um, yeah, I'll go with Galch there. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I don't like to usually pick the same person as other people, but – uh, I'll give Galchenyuk his praise now before I uh, tear him apart <laughs> when we talk about the next game. So, oh, yeah. I'm going to give it to Alex Galchenyuk. Amazing game against his former team. And yeah, two goals in the, or one goal and two assists. And both assists were amazing passes. And so, yeah, I'll give it to Galch. Um, I'm, I have to give it to two. I, I literally I can't decide from the two so i have to give it to two so my first one i'm gonna give it to neiland the guy created so many chances like out of nowhere like like i, I really like in how neiland is playing he's playing better than i've seen like him in a while honestly he's playing so well and so i have to give him one and the other one i have to give it to campbell the guy saved our butt like so many times in that game and he got the shutout and it was well uh, it was beautiful so i have to give it to him Yep. This I have game, a I... No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll ask the question after. All right. For this game, I agree with Bryce. I'm going to give it to, for this game, I'm going to give it to Campbell with an honorable mention of Galchenyuk. He, they both played amazing, but to get a, a shutout in, in the playoffs is always a great thing. So I'm going to give it to Campbell. Yeah. So I'll ask the question. So uh, Campbell in game five was, we'll say below average. I mean, he wasn't terrible, but not up to his standard of play this season. Mm-hmm. Does that have to do with him playing back to back on on a Monday on Monday and Tuesday? Does no, that lead to I, his subpar play last night? No, uh, I, I, no, no. I just think that it was just an off game with the whole team. Honestly, the team got back because they sh- they showed that they could still uh, pull off a win even when they're playing bad. So yeah. Um, I just think that the whole team just didn't play the greatest. And I think I saw a TikTok. I forget who it was, but he said, um, I think it was uh, Lee Sam D. Uh, he said that um, that the least, pl- uh, oh, sorry, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, anyways, I think it was just an off day for the Leafs. Yeah, that's fair. I think, uh, yeah, I think it was just an off day for him and the team. Yeah. But also, um, I don't... <laughs> It's it, it's a win or go home scenario for the Haps there, right? They're yeah, down three to yeah. one, fighting to get back into it. So they just took to him a little harder. Um, don't know if he was ready for it, if the boys were ready for it. So uh, that's I yeah, that's, that's uh, right. Like to be honest, I kind of expected that game. I do. Yeah. I did. I, I did expect that game. There was no way the Leafs were gonna win. Like uh, in my opinion, There's, like I don't think the Leafs are gonna come out like the as hard as they were the other games. I think Montreal will definitely come out with more energy. So that's so I I, I kind of expected that game. I expect a lot more from the Leafs next game. Yeah. So 
it's really hard it, to it, be in those situations. Like the Leafs have been in that spot before where they've been down three, one to Boston twice, actually in both in 2013 and in 2018. And obviously we both know how those, both those series ended, but both times they were able to make it to game seven. It's, it's just tough to close series out when the other team has, is playing so desperate, right? They yeah. can take all measures, all like all the measures necessary to, to win that game. Right. And it's tough to win those games. Well, but, I'm going to say what my dad said. So in the game, uh, for the for the Habs, when the Habs play desperate, like we, we got to get to the Habs to point. Like, so the Habs, the Leafs will beat the Habs if the Habs decided to go all offense. Once the mm-hmm. Habs go offense, uh, that leaves the Leafs with a lot more room to score. So Habs go all offense. So so the Habs decide that they need to win by scoring goals. So Habs go go all offense. Leafs yeah. will get more goals than the Habs because they're leaving up more defensive uh, breakdowns like for the Leafs to score on if they go all offense. So the Habs averaging two, three goals a game. The Leafs and, and the Habs decide that if they're going to beat the Leafs, they're going to have to go all offense. I think yeah. that's also going to make the Leafs win. So uh, the fact that the Leafs can win with them playing both and if the Habs are def- desperate enough to go all offense, at least will beat them. What is yeah. the Habs all offense, though? The Habs don't really have too much offense. No, but like, he means no, like just, the, just how they play all if they just can go all offense, no really defensive, no, no yeah. like everybody up, no one down. Yeah. And, and to your point, like, I think the key to the Leafs is scoring the first goal. Yes. Yes. Montreal's exactly. off, like like your point, like Montreal's offense is not is not great, and falling behind for them is tough to come back from because they just can't put the puck they in shut the net. Down. They, and that, they were, the key is just to get that first goal. They they were like the the ninety three Leafs. So the ninety three Leafs will just get Gilmore on the ice, let Gilmore do his thing for like 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 five minutes, get like a goal or two goals, and then shut down. Yeah. Shut down. So the Habs getting Habs getting the first goal and actually getting two goals in the first kind of was tough for the Leafs to come back. They did. They did. So the fact that they did, it just I have so much confidence in this team. The fact that they did that to a Habs team that's really good defensively. Yeah. And the fact that a Habs, what they do is like shut down. So I have confidence in the team. And I think that like I, I, I am confident. Yeah. I don't really think that it matters if the Habs score first. No, I think if the Habs score two, three, four before we score one, then I think that makes a difference. But um, the Habs in the five games we've played this series, they've scored first three or five of those games. And out of those three of five that they've scored first, we've won two of three. So I think it's just that since the Habs got that early jump with, uh, with Armia's two and then Kakiyemi's in the third. Um, yes, yeah, so, no, no, not Kakiyemi. So I'll leave that out. Um, but just with Armia's first two, kind of in a short span in the first, I think that just that 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 just uh, what am I looking for? Um, it set the tone of the game. I think it's weird. Thank really you. Game. That's what. Yeah. I mean. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm not as worried as uh, with the Leafs falling behind as much as I am. No, that not at all. I'm confident with if the Leafs t- go ahead, Montreal isn't able to come back because like yeah. every time the Leafs have scored first, they've won. Right. Like in yeah. both game three and game four, they were able to get the first goal and they cleaned up and were able to finish the game pretty easily uh, and take the win. Right. So just like get uh get a, the first goal 
And you can see the dejection on Montreal on Montreal's bench. Like even after the three three goal last night, they looked like they it was over. Right? Obviously, they were able to come back. We'll talk about that later. But just when you when you score on them, they know they don't have that offense to come back. And you can see the dejection on their bench when you're able to score just that first goal and to take a lead on them because it's well, going to be hard for them to come back. Because Montreal has no scoring, right? So like you said, yeah. we get that first goal. They're already down in the dumps because they know they can't score. Yeah. They don't have too much scoring on their team besides to Foley, maybe Josh Anderson. So yeah. if we do get that first goal, then that 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 brings us up, that brings them down. So we we have that bit of momentum going in to the next to the next periods. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So uh guess we're done with this game then, right? Yeah. So move on to the heartbreaker. Yesterday versus <laughs> Montreal, the three, the not three two, the four three overtime loss um, to the Montreal Canadiens. Goals coming from Hyman, Muzzin, yeah, Muzzin, yeah, actually, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what do you got to say? Um, I think, um, I like I said earlier, I think it was just it was it was just a bad game in the least, just general. And I don't think the like the Habs goals were much really pretty. Armia's was a pretty good goal, but I don't I don't think any any of them or else were pretty. Armia's first play- goal is nice. The other ones were just it was, it, yeah, other ones are just trash goals and like they're just, like, they're I mean, just like tippings. Those those are the goals you score in the playoffs, of course. But I think that like it was just an off day. I don't think if any other game, those will never go in, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. um I, I think it was just an off day. They got three goals, and the Leafs came back. The Leafs did yeah. came back. And I think that if the Leafs didn't come back, we would be. I would be really worried in the series because yeah. it gives the Habs so much confidence. Yeah, yeah. moving on from that, um, I, I'm going to give props to both teams, the Habs and, and Leafs. The Leafs played the second part of that game really well. Habs played the first part really well, or the first half, sorry. But, um, yeah, I, like, like you said, Bryce, if they didn't come back from that, I would be a lot more worried than I am now. But since I saw that they come back, came back from that with uh, three goals in the third, two goals in the third, one nearing the end of the second, I think, um, and just seeing them come back and seeing how they played in, that, in the second half of that game, that gives me a lot of, uh, even though they lost, gives me a lot of relief and I can kind of calm down a little bit going into that uh, and going into game six and uh, the bell center. So what, what I think of it is like Habs fan, like the Habs. Okay. We're destroying you. We're destroying you. Like, uh, like beating on you, but we're not letting you beat on us. No, you're not beating on us. We're, we came, we can come back and make this game close. You guys are not going to get any easy wins against us in this series. And that's what they did. If we, yeah. that, if we let them get that easy win, yeah. that'll give them so much confidence. The fact yeah. that they got, they got scared. I, I, they did. They, get, they got scared. That, like in, even in overtime, when Nealer's line um, went on, they, had, they were playing so aggressive on the blue line. It was insane. At least if Galchenyuk made the right play in going down like low, um, at least would have scored on that play, honestly. They were so aggressive on the blue line. So I, I, I'm not too worried about this. I'm not too worried. If we lose next game, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm not worried right now. I'm so, with you. Sorry, Vaughn. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys in terms of um my thought process into that game. Like, yeah, like I'm not worried. I'm glad they came back. That made me a lot more happy going into game six. The only thing I'm like slightly concerned with and uh was Campbell. I have full confidence with him starting going into game six. Like I, I have full confidence in with him. He's gained my trust. I'm a little worried though, like there's out of the seven goals I think he's given up in this series, three of them have been ones where he's kind of been scrambling and it's just kind of slid underneath him, right? Like those are those are pucks like he just needs to cover and he and and we're good. But like I'm still confident with him going into game six. And also I see a lot of people like like that are especially Leaf fans that are kind of just like are are mad and are like, oh man, like it's over now. Like guys. It's they won one game we, in we overtime. We came in that game with a yeah. two nothing lead in the series. We're yeah. still ahead in the series. Yeah, the the Habs the for the Habs that beat us, they have to take it to game seven. Yeah, I I'm only worried until after if we lose next game, I'm worried. I'm not worried after that. I I, I would be a little bit more worried if they uh, uh took it to us that game and they did, but we came back, so I'm not worried. Yeah, and the and the other t- like the other thing I'm seeing too is is uh, people uh, mad at Bogosian and saying that he should be taken out. For me, I know so I've, I've you, given you him- can't sorry, Porter. I'll just put my yeah. thought into this real quick. You can't look at that third pair between Bogo and Sandine and say get Bogo off of that line. Yeah, I, you can't. Not to me. Yeah, I like that's it, what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna I like say it's got to be Sandine out yeah. in the next game. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean he's a key guy in the power play, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. Like, like the first game, I was probably a little too hard on him, but that this game, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I have to tell it straight. That was he made some really bad calls. Yeah. So, uh, Dermont's a little bit more experienced in the playoffs. He knows. Uh, he he knows better. Uh, sometimes a better right move. So. Uh, yeah, the but Dermot in, especially in game six. Yeah, and if you're only going to use Sandine six minutes and 11 seconds, which is what they used him last game, so yeah. that's the lowest ice time on the team behind Brooks and Thornton. That's uh, it's not it's a non-option, right? Like they didn't yeah. use him at all in the third period. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Muzzin playing with Bogosian when Bogo was out there. Like you gotta someone's gotta be an option there and i love sandine i think he has a bright future he's got a lot of potential but for this current series dermot in game six has gotta yeah. try him yeah so i got a question for you guys before we i i, I just want to go over each of each of the goals we score in the game but i heard in i think it was i think it was Muzz. i think so um, I was watching the post-game interviews after the game yesterday, yeah, same. and uh, one of the reporters asked Muzz about the fans being in the arena, and he said something along the lines of, no, I don't really think it'll affect us. The fans are fans. Yeah. They're in there when they're cheering or booing. It's whatever, right? So, again, like before, I've heard two different sides to the story. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that it will – the, the fans being in the uh, in the uh, arena will massively wait. affect how we play here l- okay let so, me, so okay, yeah, go ahead. so it, it won't affect the least at all it's a it, it'll get them habs dry, like going it will definitely won't do anything for the leafs the leafs and and how many how, how they're not all i don't i doubt i doubt 
all 2,500 of those people are going to be Habs fans, right? Oh, geez. Like, it's also like 4,000 bucks to get in. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. It's, yeah, uh, you, and you can't buy one like... single ticket either. You have to buy the tickets in pairs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, here. So uh, think about this, guys. So last season, right? Mm-hmm. The Panthers' average attendance was 14,000 people. Think about how empty that arena is. Yeah. And this is going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be um, like a sixth of that. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah, a seventh of it. A seventh of it because two, two times seven, 14,000. This is going to be a seventh. Well, it's 2,500. Oh, yeah, it's 2,500. So, like, yeah, like you said, a sixth. <laughs> a sixth of the amount of people that go to a Florida Panthers game on average in the regular season are going to be at this game. There's going to be no effect on the crowd. Is not well, it's going to be better than zero. It's better than zero. It might create a little bit of energy, but it's not going to be enough. It's going to be energy for the Habs. I don't think it's going to be anything for the Leafs. Leafs are just going to play their game. And I'm I'm not worried about it because I know the Leafs, even with the Habs being like very energized, I think the Leafs could still beat the Habs. So I'm not worried about it, but I'm just saying that the Habs will definitely create some energy from that. I think I think it can create some energy for the Leafs as well. I mean, like even just playing on the road and and it's it's you against the fans and it's they have the whole building with them. They're all against you. It, it brings a lot of energy to you as well. I think this could be good for the Leafs and bring them some energy as well. It definitely will have some energy for the Habs, but I think it could also bring some energy to the Leafs. And because there's such limited capacity, I have a feeling a lot of the people that have bought seats are going to be like, not necessarily business opportunities, but like there's not going to be that many diehard fans compared to how many fans that would be at an actual game. Yeah. Like I feel like there'd be people that would just like have a business meeting or something, doing something that is not necessarily being a diehard fan for the Habs. Well, especially yeah. how much it is too. So. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. The price like, is a big deal. I, I guarantee you, if the lease opened up, it'll be like even more than that. But like, um, like I was, <laughs> I, I was like, like I don't I, like usually it's usually six hundred just to be up like up in like the three hundred level for a per t- ticket. But like, geez, four thousand, not happening. Yeah, yeah I'm not even like six hundred was crazy in my opinion. So, jeez, they were twenty five hundred retail, like for for sold, and then they're they're, they're being resold for like forty five hundred. um so uh i don't know getting getting to uh getting to the goals just talk them over really quick first we'll start with the hymen goal nice little uh nice little goal there right in front of good old shea weber um yeah price was out of the net you had weber and i think there might have been another demon in the net there but sorry before you continue um price plays a really aggressive like this this series in general like he comes out and like so aggressive like yeah like, yeah yeah I, so okay marner, sorry marner should have had that then mark he should have i'm sorry well he I'm lost sorry. the puck he i'm lost sorry the puck. he should have but yeah he lost the puck on his stick though i don't yeah, think yeah, price yeah. touched it no no well so he should have like had that. you, you, you like we're, i'm getting mad at marner for not shooting but what what he has like one of the weakest shots and what is what price is giving him nothing so yeah. for price to go so for marner to like uh, like like play that he played it so well played it so well and there's so many times where you could have buried those chances and price is still not learning so i think that you just you gotta get around price because he's yep. like oh and i think it's easy i, I don't the, think it's very smart because he's he, price is playing it for least shooting but the Leafs yeah. don't have a full team of snipers you're, mm-hmm. all you're doing is not making nylander and matthews not score okay yeah we've got other guys that could do like 
just behind him, just pass it behind him in, tap in. Hey, yep. don't forget about our boy Joey Teabags, elite goal scorer. <laughs> well, it, it's not playing, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. No, sucks. he's talking about Joe Thornton. Oh, I thought you talked about John Johnny, like Dude, like, Johnny Toronto. That's his name, pal. Come on, <laughs> keep up with the program. No, I'm kidding, but I'm kidding, I'm kidding. the thing I like about Carey Price is the way when the Leafs dump it in, he's not afraid to go over behind the net and break that up. And Campbell doesn't like to do that. Price much, loves to play the puck. I've yeah, watched, I, I, you, you, I watched, I watched the Habs playoffs last year, and I've watched yeah. past games from both teams. I've, I've seen Price play the puck a ton of times. Yeah. But I don't know. It really affects the Leafs, at least dump ins, though. Like when they try and ring it around like that, he breaks it up. I'm, I, I get that. I'm not really confident with like Campbell. When Campbell plays the puck, it, it worries me a bit. I get a little nervous because he's had some issues <laughs> playing the puck, but I'd like him to like try and break that play up because it really affects possession when the Leafs uh, uh, dump it in. Yeah. I, mean, I am, I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I see, I, I have a problem with a goalie playing the puck all the time because you've seen it numerous times this year. Yeah. If you're like, you know, if you're pretty good at it, then, then uh, like, like Carey Price, then sure, go for it. But um, yeah, I, I always get nervous when I see my 10 other than that. But other than that, yeah. Yes. So uh, we'll get into Jake Munson's first goal. I, I know, I know, I know, I know I've talked highly about playoff Price, but he should have had that one. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. That yeah, one, that, that, was, that was a clapper from the point. Went five hole, like. Yeah, that was not. That, uh, that was not, that was the, not the greatest goal Price led up. So. Um. Definitely. The <laughs> hey, worst Muzzin one of scored. Years. Okay, it's whatever. Muzzin scored. Hey, Jake uh, Muzzin, man. Don't don't you can't uh, can't can't let that guy just you know float around. Yeah. Uh, can't Get let guys the to the front of the net. That's what they did, and it, it got them a goal. Um, Simmons got the primary assist on that one, it looks like, too. So it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. And then I'm good. Oh, this was the Galt shot. Okay. Jake Muzzin's second goal was just a tip. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I mean, that's, that's, a, that, that's another goal that looks terrible, but it's actually like not that bad. It's like tough, actually. Yeah. To it's... Save. Like it, it looked terrible, but like it's actually a lot more difficult than you think yeah well just because i guess you know you get the redirect right but yeah oh, i can't watch it it'll make too much noise okay and what we've all been waiting for let's get into the overtime period boys <laughs> didn't last long one minute sorry 59 seconds actually oh, yes. my bad sorry. can't forget that one we second got, there. we gotta talk about how gilchunyuk was there has his head down and just yeah that was sw- a... swings the puck over to was it brody yeah swings he tried. it no i think the... he tried to get it to muzzin was it was at the blue line uh, there, yeah, muzzin, yeah. Muzzin, yeah. caulfield picked it off yeah yeah um wasn't a smart play he's been doing well i think that's something that uh, i think it's something that he would learn from and make him a better player but Something that you can't do in overtime in a game five, where you can win and go to the next round, and it just it it kind of you know makes me there, a little. There, mad there were so much more plays uh, than doing that, and I don't know what's yeah. going in through your head, looking down at the puck and just throwing it to somebody. 
well, not not even throwing it to somebody, throwing it down towards your net is where it looked like because it didn't look like it was going to get close to Muzzin to me. It it didn't it didn't look like it. It, it looked more like you just kind of threw it back. Yeah, not not only was Suzuki there who picked off the puck, like Caulfield was right behind Suzuki. Like he had to shoot it through two guys if he wanted to get it to Muzzin. Yeah. He wasn't looking. That's no, why. he just yeah, he just blindly fired. Yeah. It so, was not a great play. I wasn't really like I didn't really see the play until I watched it after. Everybody's saying Bogo did something wrong. Yeah. I I, like, I did not see the Bogo that. pinch I didn't see that it. caused the puck to go to Galch. So oh, okay. the puck rings around towards the point. Bogo pinches in on it, and it goes past him to Galch, and that's when Galch turns it over. So they're saying okay. that that was a bad pinch. That's not a bad pinch. There's somebody behind him. That yeah. was all Galchenyuk, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's all Galchenyuk. There's nothing wrong agree. with Bogosian did there. Yeah. He, he knew there was somebody behind him. If he if there was no one, some it was no one behind him. He would not have done that. Even yeah. even if Bogo did have some have some fault on it, I don't think that you can. You can bash him for it because just Gelch made him a stupid pass. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not. You're not. Like it's. It's not really the same, but I'll make the comparison anyway. It's like me playing basketball, right? It's like me coming up the court. Uh, uh, I'm at the I'm at the half court line, right? And then you know I'm looking around for somebody to be open, or we're running a play, and then I just like whip the ball into into the paint, but like yeah. nobody's there, or there's people. They're like my teammates are there but the opponents are in front of my teammate, right? It's, it's just not smart. Yeah. Um, uh, it just annoys me because I, I just, people that don't really understand hockey very much will, will be the people that will blame Bogosian. Like, cause like people that think he pinched and it was a terrible pinch. It wasn't, it was somebody's behind him. That's not a bad pinch. Yeah, a bad pinch is what I've seen from like Barry last year. Like, yeah. Barry, <laughs> like those are terrible pinches. Like, yeah. so uh, from here, I guess we'll just get into uh, leaf of the game. Yeah. So, do you guys want to go first? Do you want me to go? Uh, first? I'll go first. Um, I have to give it to uh, um, Bobby Orr Jr., uh, Jake Muzzin. <laughs> <laughs> uh dude got two goals uh guy uh, guy is like a offensive beast it seems like so <laughs> anyways uh yeah definitely got to get the muzzin uh i think he played played really well even defensively i think he just been solid uh, in the playoffs in general and the fact that he got two goals there is like huge huge to the team so i, I like yeah, i gotta give it to him uh, I'll go next. I'm going to give mine to uh, uh, Zach Hyman. Uh, I felt like he played really well. He obviously got that goal, which I, I, I still don't know how, where he touched it. I still can't see where he, uh, where he touched the puck, but it, obviously there was something there. But I also he had a lot of chances. He had a breakaway, I think, where uh, Price unfortunately stopped him, but he was all over the puck. And that Matthews line was actually very, uh, was impressive. They haven't been great this series. They've been pretty average, but I really liked how they played yesterday. Um, I'll go next. I'll, I, I, I'll go with the combination of the two. Um, I'll go with Muzz and I'll go with Hyman. Uh, Muzz obviously played a great game overall, the two goals, the clapper, and then the, uh, the little tip in and, uh, mm-hmm. Hyman, like you said, I think Hyman's played really well all series. 
Um, I'm really impressed with how he played, just probably because I haven't seen him play for a while, but I think he's been playing really well. Uh, I said in the group chat a couple hours before the game, I think that, uh, you know, he, he's got to get one to fall soon. Yeah. So uh, today is the day. Get the boys on the board. And uh, yeah, Muzzin Hyman. Nice. For this game, I'm going to go with Muzzin. Got the two goals. Love to see them. I, I said this earlier in the episode. I like seeing defensemen goals. Not sure why, but <laughs> I'm going to give it to Muzzin. I got to say something. Do you know why Muzzin wears number eight? No clue. Because he's two Bobby Orr's. Like, he's two Bobby Orr's combined, two number fours. <laughs> Scott, that's why he wears number eight. Guy's just a beast. That has to be the worst joke I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, it's a hockey joke. That's yeah, it was, uh, that, was too, that, that, that wasn't too good. <laughs> I know. It, <laughs> was meant, it, wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be good. <laughs> so, um, I got a question for you guys here. What and it's not it's not the it's not about the Leafs it's about another team, um and I would just like to go in depth with it a little bit because I think we were talking about it a couple of days ago. What does the future look like for the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, I so I don't think um I I don't think um McDavid or Drysdale want to go, and I do think that they have to clear up some cap space, and I don't. I don't know how they will do that because they need players. And it's also very tough to get good players to come to Edmonton because no one wants to go to Edmonton. It's, uh, it's unfortunately it's true. And it's the players do not want to go to Edmonton. And so it's already very hard to get free agents there. And plus with all the salary cap issue, it's hard. So I think that for them in the off season, they have to make a trade. They have to make some sort of big trade. I don't know how and who, but they're going to have to do it, in my opinion. So I'm just on the cap right here just to see what their, their cap's looking like here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Don't worry about McDavid, Dreisaitl, yeah. New, oh, Nugent? Yeah, Nugent needs a, a contract this offseason. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, James Neal, I'd get rid of that contract. Yeah. i definitely get rid of Zach Cassian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Turris, that's pretty cheap. Josh Archibald's pretty cheap. What's, where else? The, oh, they're demon. Oh, for me, for me, Koskinen's got to go, and they yeah. got to figure out a way to make. They can resign. My, I know Holy. Ken Holland wants Mike Smith back. Dude, Koskinen's uh, making four point five. Yeah, yeah, he's got to go. Yeah. yeah, there's not only that. I think, but I think there's actually they need a goalie. I mean, Mike Smith yeah. played really well, but Mike Smith's um, gonna be a backup. They need him. Yeah, backup. I think um, Morris Lincoln's on. Uh, on uh, um, Columbus or their other goalie. Isn't Corpusalo a uh, free yeah, agent? Yeah, they both are. Merz Lincoln's and Corpusalo. I'd take one, either one of those. I'd probably get And Corpusalo. if they have cap room, maybe even Freddie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Freddie. I was going to say, like, you know how I think uh, how I like Freddie? I think Freddie would be good for them. I think well, Freddie's an option for them. You can, yeah, you can definitely afford Freddie. Get rid of Koskinen. <laughs> get rid of uh, Tyson Berry. Barry yeah, Tyson Berry. Get rid of Barry. Well, Barry fits very well in that team, though. Like he with the no defense team. Yeah, you're right. He does. I, I agree. He, he does need, fit well they on need, that team. They need good defenders. He fits, like, he fits yeah, great on like, the no defense team. Yeah, well, I Adam mean, Larson. A, Adam Larson's a, making four point two. What? He's fine. He needs a contract at the uh, this season too. Yeah. Well, the thing with Barry, Barry wants a lot of money and he wants a lot of years. Dude, get so, Barry yeah. to get Buffalo to sign Barry or something. No, they, oh. can, they can't afford Barry. 
Barry needs to go. Barry fits perfectly well on Edmonton, especially on that power play, because he just feeds him the McDavid and dry the puck. And but for Barry, if not to stay with Edmonton, he needs to go to a team that that needs the one offensive guy, one offensive B man, and has really good players. And that's also very tough to find. I don't know what team yeah. you would go to. So. Ed- Edmonton's Edmonton. the only team that I think fits perfectly well with Barry, but I don't know if they what can a, keep him with all about, those years and much contract. What about like I? I'm just thinking now, just off the top of my head. What if he goes to Columbus? If Line resigns there, well, so like they don't have good a lot of good players like you said, but they do have Line, who's yeah, 50 goal scorer. But they also have Seth Jones. Seth Jones, like oh yeah, this year, Jones but, like, and Renski. Yeah, sorry, no. Jones in a good year is really good. Like Jones playing well is really good. Like he's a really good two weight defenseman. Some of these contracts are just horrible. Like yeah, McDavid I, and yeah. McDavid and Drysaitel. Like those are good, those are good contracts. Drysaitel is a good saying. contract. Those are good contracts. McDavid making twelve point five. That's a good contract. Best player yeah. in the world. Good for them. Drys only making eight point five. So there you go. Yeah, that's like for me. Barry's got to go. Barry, gotta, uh, yeah. Barry's well, got to go. Neil's got to go. Of a team Barry, go. I'm trying to think of a team Barry could fit well on. <laughs> it's hard because, uh, man. Ethan like, Barry, Cougar, on the him and Quinn Hughes would be the best defensive duo. He's in the on league. the third pair. <laughs> or, uh, Barry oh, Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver, uh, he would have loved to play back home in Vancouver. Yeah, he's from but, there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, so, yeah, I'm making good points. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I think I mean they the I, Oilers I have Bouchard. I, 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 there's no way Vancouver gets them. Yeah, but their cap is terrible. Yeah, I know that. Well, Erickson's off the books. I think after this year. Really? And, yeah, Louis okay. off the books. And yeah, but their 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 GM is still a joke. Not in my yeah. Opinion. So, um, I don't know. Uh, that's something actually I'm gonna look into where Barry can go. So. Yeah, these contracts are terrible. I think. I think they can they can move Bear up to the first pairing with Darnell Nurse. I think is Nurse, Nurse is a free agent not this offseason. Next, next year. Offseason. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I'm I'm fine with what Nurse is making. Honestly, five point six. Yeah. It's not bad. And then I I don't I'm not too familiar with the Oilers, but I've heard that Evan Bouchard is pretty good. He's probably I've heard like he definitely could have been playing this season. He's scratch. He was a scratch, but he could probably play and move in on the third pair. Uh, is Kulikov? Is he uh free agent? Uh, is, he, is, he is a free agent, yes. Yeah. UFA, 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 yes. Uh, yep. So they have a lot of they they have a lot of room to be creative here. Like they have a lot of guys coming off the books this season. They can completely remodel their defense to be much more effective than it was this but it's, season. But it's it's even their forward group. Like uh, yeah. To, sure. to to me, I think what the Oilers should do, not have to. This is just what I think they should do. Have McDavid and Drysaitel on the same line. And get a second line center. They need some depth because that's the thing, though, is when they whenever they do that, they're completely screwed when it comes to their other three. That's lines. what I'm saying, though. And their their contracts they have Cassian at three point two, James Neal at three point seven five is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like it's bad. They need so. Do we like? I don't have off the top of my head who's a free agent this season, but they need, yeah, like like you said, like they need someone for second line. They, yeah, I got, I got, I got you, I got you. UFA. I, 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 I know where Barry can go. I actually just think where? of a team. I don't know what their cap situation is, but the Islanders. 
They they are just a shutdown defensive team. They can yeah. use they can use a, a offensive defenseman. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about that, but yeah, I don't know. It's he's a tough player. Like he's very good offensively. He's good on the power play, but he he has he has no defensive yeah advantages or upside. Yeah, I'm gonna just so, cap friendly. Let's look. Yeah, tell me, show me the. Uh, uh, Okay, the Islanders free agents. That's this year, next year. You got Casey Sezikis, Travis Zajac, Kyle Palmieri. They're going to get re-signed. Anthony Beauvillier is a restricted free agent. Uh, Do you have them for the whole league? Like just for like everybody? I'm just in. I'm just in their team. Oh yeah, I just wanted to know like who's like a free agent like in the entire league. So, like, oh, just so okay. I can see who the sorry. Oilers can sign. Sorry, sorry. No, it's bad. all good. Yeah, I'll look that up now. What years list? Because they don't need someone who, like they don't need to sign a John Tavares or oh, like no, someone like that. that. They just need someone who's, they just who's need average or, or just above average offensively. Like someone like okay, who would be go. like. They need like oh, I don't even know like they need yeah, someone who doesn't have to be like offense. elite level offense, but just this is good good it's offense. You're still showing me tendies, so or you're still showing me goaltenders. Oh, update. That's why. Okay, so we got. Oh, I'm just gonna go top to bottom, but uh, we got right. Alex Ovechkin, Brian Getzlaff, Taylor Hall, David Krejci. He's there it pretty. Is. He's See, actually you didn't even pretty have to old. Go that far. He's actually pretty well though. Taylor Hall. That's who they need. They need to bring Taylor Hall back. That's like they just need someone who's competent offensively that can just carry a bit of the load that so that McDavid and, and Dreisaitl don't have to do everything. Yeah, Taylor Hall. Resign Nuge, put it put Nuge and, and Taylor Hall together. You can load up with McDavid and Dreisaitl on the first line. But if you don't want to do that, you can split them up and move Nuge with McDavid or Dreisaitl and Hall with McDavid or Dreisaitl. Like I um, that's they just need someone like that, like who's not going to be, who's not going to carry a team, but it's good complementary player offensively. And you see what Taylor Hall's done with Boston. Yeah, that's what he is. Their their top six will be actually good, but yeah, I, to bring in Taylor Hall won't fix their defensive problems. So Obviously, give me give, give me a minute to do some math first before they can do that. Uh, give me a minute to do some math, and then we'll see what their remaining cap space would be with guys that I take out. Eighty five. 603. A team that has two of the best players in the league. They're not ready to win a Stanley Cup. Nowhere yeah. close. Uh, yeah, honestly, if I, as much as I love them, they should look at bringing in Bogo as a UFA this offseason to solidify. Uh, I think I think Bogo, if anything, would go back to a USA team if he won't stay with Toronto. I've been... I would love to re-sign Bogo. Re-sign Bogo now. Oh yeah, yeah, same. I, I would love, love him to come back. Guy. I just think he'd be a good option for the Oilers. Okay, let's try this again. Norris candidate. Bogo for <laughs> Norris. Ethan's Bogo famous for Norris. Okay, there we go. Equals seventy nine. No minus. So I take. I get rid of James Neal. Get rid of Zach Cassian too. That's three points. How did these guys make this much money? It's like I I can't I can't wrap this around my head. Um, Alex Chase. 
I, I think Bryce was on to something when they said nobody wants to sign with Edmonton. I think because it's Edmonton, I think they might have to pay some a little bit more for some free agents just to make them sign. Otherwise, yeah. they'd be an AHL team. Who who really the person who really screwed them this offseason was Jacob Markstrom. Like they he it was between Calgary and Edmonton for him, and he chose yeah. Calgary. It it was a bad decision for on for him in both scenarios. Like like going to Calgary was sorry not in both. It was bad for both parties. Like Markstrom ended up on Calgary, a not great team, and Edmonton was left without a starter. And Mike Smith wasn't amazing in the playoffs he led in a, like the same goal in the final game to, to or in the four I, I think mike smith gave them like uh a decent enough of a year to hold on a year without a goalie so so um, much as that like marstrom's a really good goalie and they like didn't get the opportunity to get marstrom i think that mike smith played pretty well for them to have a one year without getting a, like a good goalie oh, yeah. yeah sure Sorry, how much do you guys think uh, Nuge would get? Just What's like he making ballpark? now? He's making six. Probably back to the same. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would oh, say yeah. giving six. Me too. Okay, so we'll add six. Uh, Mike Smith, he's on 1.5. I'd probably bring him back for the same. Yeah. That's, well, that's not a bad deal. I'll, personally, I think he should be lower, but the fact how good of a year he played, yeah, he played 1.5. Okay, so I have come to the list moves that I would make, trading or getting rid of James Neal, Zach Cassian. I didn't put Chase on in there. Uh, Neal, Cassian, Tyson Berry, and Miko Koskinen giving, and then giving Nuge another six million dollar contract, mm-hmm. re-signing Mike Smith to another one and a half. Um, I am left with $76 million in cap space. Like that. Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. My bad. My bad. I'm, I apologize. $10 million in cap space. I am. I apologize. My bad. So uh, that pretty much just gives you enough room to get Taylor Hall. I mean, that's, and that leaves them room to make a trade if they, they feel like they need to improve at the trade deadline. Right. Yeah, so ten mil. So Taylor. Sorry, and Oscar Clefbaum is on LTIR. Oh God. Oh. Oh, oh crap. Oh, forgot. Oh, oh one point oh, or four point one. Four point one. Uh, See, they're still under the cap. That's oh, jeez. I yeah, been such more, uh, so much better with Clefbaum. But you're taking it, that. That takes up a bit of their cap, so that gives six mil for Taylor Hall. I'm just thinking, having Nurse and Clefbaum, well, I'm uh, just wow. How uh, long was Clefbaum? Uh, is is he out like indefinitely or like? He'll no, be back def- next season. Yeah, he'll definitely yeah. be next back next year. Well, their <laughs> team's like I forgot about Clefbaum. Clefbaum's really solid defensively, so that that's a big help. I do, I think that they have to get like maybe like. Like at least one or two more defensive, like get some really some big uh, boys on their team, yeah. With plus more depth, of course. Um, I think that they they can easily pull this off. So sorry, I'm 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 just gonna. I think I I mentioned it in a couple episodes ago that the Leafs, I think the Leafs, could have gotten Alex Petrangelo, and I'm gonna make a little case here for it. So obviously you don't sign Brody. That's he's making five mil. Oh god, no, that's actually not too bad. Um, so he's making five mil, so that leaves 
trying to move out an 8.8. So that leaves 3.8. You bring, you still bring Bogo in. You still bring, um, no, Ben Hung was trade deadline. You still bring in uh, Spezza, Thornton, who else? Gauch at the deadline as well. Nick Felino. Okay, I don't know. So let's just say they had 3.8 uh, in the offseason. Trade Frederick Anderson. That would have helped. No no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I know. You can't look at that now. But um, Could have gotten rid of Ilya Mikheyev. That's 1.6. Ilya Mikheyev can't score. It's insane. That's pretty bad. But um, nice for you. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Never mind. No. Their cap's pretty bad too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Sorry. My bad. Then. Well, get around it. It's hard looking at it with all the new uh, guys they got from the trade deadline, and then trying to figure yeah. it out. But it's really yeah. You just gotta kind of see how things pan out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I'm I'm not even mad they didn't. Brody's worked out really well for them. So. Yeah. Wow. Dude, these contracts right. are terrible. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Dude, now that I'm looking at it, these contracts suck. <laughs> Did Riley Nash get anything retained or no? Yeah. The, oh I my think, God. No. Wait. Yeah. No, no, no. Because they used him for LTIR relief, I think. That's right. So they yes. Didn't okay. Anything. Okay, good. He's making 2.7. Jeez. If there is anything retained on that. That's pretty bad. And Felino got what? 75% retained, right? Yeah. It's making like what four or five mil. It looks like jeez. Wow. Muzzin, I like Muzzin's contract. Muzzin's contract is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, Brody's contract, like Justin Hall, we have for another two years on two million. Love that. We'll have to resign Bogo, and we have Campbell for another year. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just rambling on now. Who do you think the Leafs go for in terms of goaltending? Linus Olmark. Okay, Olmark. So, like I said, I was talking that with like uh, with my dad, like about Olmark, and I, I I said that, uh, and my like my grandpa and I said that we should go for Olmark, and I in my mind I thought he was just gonna make like three mil, and then my dad made up a good point. He was a great starter, put up great numbers with Buffalo with a bad team my dad says he's gonna get five so the fact that i that he thinks he's gonna get five, yeah I don't, he'd, he'd probably get close to what Andy, freddie has now yeah so i, I don't we, we can't get that I, but maybe I, him coming to a winning team maybe i could bring wait, down maybe, a little bit like uh-huh. maybe if we can get corpiers more lincoln's for like three I, I i was thinking like I know he's ha- he didn't have a great playoffs, but even Chris Drieger, he's a UFA this off season. Yeah, he had a yeah. pretty solid season. Yeah, Drieger, Drieger was solid in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I none of the goalies were really good except Spencer Knight in the playoffs. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I you need someone can who can split it as a tandem with Campbell, not necessarily a starter backup kind. Yeah, of thing. I see. I feel so bad for the Panthers. They have. Bob on a ten <laughs> on a ten mil contract. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. That so oh, that's bad. awful. I feel so bad. Like Harry, Price, Harry rem- Price, it worked out a little bit. But yeah. No, I so I bad. remember when they signed that too. I thought that that was like, are you serious? Never like, signed a goalie for ten mil. Yeah, ever. Like especially like he, he was thirty too. Like like in he's going into his thirties, right? And like, don't give a goalie ten million contract. That's for, just crazy. In his thirties. Dude, that's almost what Tavares has now. Yeah, Tavares yeah. scores goals. 
Yeah. Oh man. It's crazy. It's goalies, he's, man. he's not going to be the starter either. He's not like you're going to have to put him as the starter, but he's not worthy of the starter. No. I look no. at the difference between like basketball contracts and like these hockey contracts. Like, a, like Bob, not even a top ten goalie in the league getting ten million dollars. That's one of the high one of the highest paid contracts in the league. And then I look at I look at LeBron James getting forty million dollars a year, <laughs> but he's still really good. Yeah, well, so it kind of balances it out, right? Curry's getting 40, John Wall's getting near 40, I think, but he's not too good anymore. So, so NBA only has to pay like, like, pay like six or five guys, like, like so much. So, the bottom, like, the bottom, like, six guys on the basketball team, yeah, that's like there's nothing. like, there, yeah, there's like they 12 like guys nothing. on a basketball team. That's the thing, right? You get, yeah, and they get like nothing, more. they get yeah. nothing. And honestly, let's be real. Uh, NBA, the NBA brings in a lot more revenue oh, yeah. than the NHL yeah. does. Oh yeah, actually, the NHL actually. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, NBA is for sure going to have more, but NHL also brings in a decent amount of revenue. Like, like if like if the Leafs were like not the Leafs, but like if like the NHL like paid like paid like had like twelve guys on their team and had the same thing pay like their like their top line that much money they'll be getting like almost as close as like uh basketball players my opinion. yeah well just the the size of the team plays a factor too there's 12 yeah. guys on a basketball team that's why lebron's getting paid 40 million dollars like yeah exactly yeah. but you, you see a lot of guys in basketball get overpaid um if there's any Raptors fans listening, whatever, I'm gonna get hated. I'm gonna get hated. I'm gonna get hated for it. Kyle Lowry's getting yeah. way yeah. overpaid. Is it 33? I'm pretty Ky- sure. Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry's contract is the equivalent to like we just said, Sergey Bobrovsky's contract. Yeah, literally the equivalent. Kyle Lowry's getting paid 33 million dollars. Yeah, it is insane. Yeah, um, it is. That's, he has good games, but he can't. He can't, he's not a superstar. He's not consistent enough yeah. to get thirty-three million dollars. Not at all. No. Um, we've been rambling on for a while. We'll wrap it up here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go follow the podcast on Instagram at the Daily East Podcast and on TikTok at the Daily East Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, and we'll see you all later. See ya. See ya.